0: Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. The Locked On NFL Draft Podcast relaunches September 20th with a brand new host. Eric Crocker brings the player scouting. Ryan Tracy brings the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Follow Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? Things are great. Uh, A little busy around here,
1: you know, but uh, such is life. The season's in full force. Can't complain. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Two weeks in, actually. It, it was a rough football week for me. The, the games were ugly, the injuries were piling up, Ooh. my fantasy team stunk. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have football. We're only two weeks in here. I don't want to complain, but it, it was pretty pretty bad for me.
1: I mean, You certainly need to weather the storm once in a while. I, I think I lost all my dynasty games and my redraft game. So, uh, you know, probably a lot of the same players. And, you know, it, it's, it was a rough week, that's for sure. And the injuries are a problem.
0: Not not to mention your hometown squad. Not great. Yeah, how about that?
1: Not so great at Ugh. all.
0: Yeah, you think you think Vegas coming cross country short week for them? Set up pretty well, but didn't didn't go that way for not the at Steelers. All. No. Uh Matt, we're going to uh, cover a lot of things today. We'll cover some transactions, some players to look for on the waiver wire. That's also pretty thin and, and kind of ugly this week. Uh, before we do that, though, I had some thoughts about some of the backfields that we typically uh, try to chase in, in fantasy leagues, and, and just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this. Okay. So uh, let's let's start with the Bills and the Patriots. Um, you know, the Bills backfield, we've talked about Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. It feels like forever. You know, those guys have just been in the league two or three years, but uh, it, it feels like uh, we've had t- tons of conversation about which ones, uh, which one of those guys do we want? And, and really the answer is probably neither one. They've got the rushing quarterback there and, and Josh Allen. And because of him, we kind of avoid those guys. And, and for the most part, they, they don't have a ton of value. And I'm wondering if the Ravens backfield is kind of turning into that. We saw another huge rushing game from Lamar Jackson and of course, we could argue that if that's Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins in the backfield instead of Latavius Murray and Tyson Williams, maybe Lamar doesn't run as much. Uh, as as these Ravens running backs have have been getting injured, we just keep chasing the next one. And uh, I mean, we we spent an entire episode last week on Tyson Williams and, and trying to decide what's he what's he worth and and. Maybe the answer is not that much if <laughs> Lamar is going to keep running. So uh, are the Ravens kind of the new version of the Bills? It's an interesting
1: way of looking at it, and I think you laid it out really well, and the answer is probably yes. You know, good offense. Um, the quarterback is the engine. There aren't a lot of other fantasy pieces besides the quarterback and Stefan Diggs that you're super excited about. And in this case, it's Lamar and Andrews, I guess, uh, is a similar situation. Um, the difference of course is Baltimore runs the ball more often than Buffalo, you know, I mean, right. times a million, uh, side note, I know they were winning by a million over Miami whose offense was just so bad. Mm. Um, but I do think that th- there was a 50, 50 split, basically run pass for the bills in week two. And I'm open to the idea that they might try to run the ball ball a slightly higher percentage than they have in the past. You know, that uh, take a little off of Allen, don't throw quite as much. They're still going to be very pass-happy, though. And, you know, I made it a priority to go after Moss this offseason, and I'm regretting it. If I had Singletary, I would sell him immediately. And you're right about the Ravens, though. I mean, I think Williams is still the most valuable, but Freeman and Murray had a role, and Lev Bell's still looming. It's a mess.
0: Yeah, and and as far as the Bills running backs, you you make a good point. Uh, Put up better, better fantasy stat lines than we've seen in a while, though that feels a little... Uh, That feels a little hollow. I don't know if we can rely on that. Zach Moss got the two short touchdowns. Singletary had the one really great run uh, for a touchdown. Uh, But yeah, I still don't know if those are guys we can rely on uh, on a weekly basis, even if they are going to run a, a little bit more. Another comparison, backfield comparison, for a long time the narrative has been We know the Patriots' backfield is going to produce. We just don't know which running back it's going to be from week to week. I mean, this goes back years and years. We're still kind of seeing the same thing. Uh, Last week, we saw Ramondre Ramondre Stevenson mixed in. He fumbled. He's inactive in week two. We saw Damian Harris fumble in week one as well. His role was was cut down a little bit in week two, and, and James White was kind of the the guy really stealing the show. And I'm sure that'll change 10 more times as the season goes on. Is this what we're seeing with the 49ers now? Of course, a lot of theirs is injury-based as well. We talked a a long time last week about Elijah Mitchell also. Uh, He's banged up you know, really, really their entire backfield is banged up and, and kind of iffy moving forward. They, they brought in a couple of veterans, Duke Johnson and, and, and some others. I, I don't know what to make of this backfield. Is it one of these that we're, we're going to have a hard time projecting?
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, as you were saying that, I'm sitting here thinking in my head, Bill Belichick and the Shanahan tree, going back to Mike. Okay. I've been doing this a long time. And yeah. the year after year, they do the same things to us. I mean, what are we going to learn? <laughs> you know, I mean, the, these coaches aren't going to change their stripes dramatically. I don't think, you know, Barry Sanders is going to pop, pop into either one of these backfields and just be too good for, you know, to the, the keep off the field that no one else will get involved. I feel bad for Trey Sermon. I know this wasn't what, the name we brought up, but guy has one carry in his career. A nice one. Looked good. Got hit in the head like three times. Got a concussion and fumbled, and now his future's uncertain. You know, for, um, short-term future. That being said, though, I'm still targeting him. I, I mean, I look at Mitchell and think this guy is so similar to Moster. He's little, he's super fast and explosive, and runs really fast in a straight line into anything in his way. I mean, how long is he gonna last? He already has an injured shoulder. So I still think Sermon's the guy to own when it's all said and done, but that's a hard limb to go out on right now.
0: I'm, I totally agree with you. I, I have been impressed with Mitchell. What we've seen of him, of course, uh, week two was not quite as strong as week one. That's probably to be expected, uh, and and then he's got the injury too. I, I would expect him to play in week three. That's Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, um, and and assuming the Trey Sermon concussion is is not a severe version. We probably see him in week three as well. And as, as hard as they were hit, uh, literally with injuries, I think Sermon's role has to grow. I mean, surely, surely they can't hold that, that fumble against him. Uh, you know, you hate to see it on, on the first carry,
1: but he was Uh, inactive in week one. Wasn't exactly
0: in the best graces to begin with. Sure. Sure. (laughs) You know, that's, that's true. That's true. Matt, when we come back, we're going to take a look at some waiver wire targets for Dynasty Leagues this week. First, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online
1: is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs for the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device; very easy to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus. Fifty percent. When you use our locked on, locked on promo code, locked on all one word, all caps, fifty percent welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online your online sportsbook experts
0: all right, Matt. We're back. We're talking dynasty waiver wire targets for the week We spent quite a bit of time last week doing this and and the reason was there were just so many players to discuss, so many players to consider. Uh, we tried to narrow it down uh, both for ourselves and for listeners. Uh, we talked quite a bit about, of course, Elijah Mitchell. We talked about Tim Patrick with Jerry Judy going out of the lineup. Uh, Taylor Heineke was was part of the conversation, especially for those in super flex leagues, and also hit on Cedric Wilson, Jawan Johnson, among others. Uh, Taylor Heineke had a had a great game Thursday night against the Giants. Not going to get to play the Giants. Uh, every week, unfortunately for him, but over 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, added a little bit on the ground as well. Tim Patrick also had a good game, caught a touchdown, uh, caught three passes. The others uh, didn't, didn't live up to the expectations, maybe looking more like a one-week wonder, at, at least in Jawan Johnson's case, I think. But uh, Cedric Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, a couple other guys that we had hit on. Uh, any, any thoughts on following up on those guys?
1: Uh, no. One thing I said about Johnson at the time, though, is is he was really getting out-snapped out and out-route run by Troutman. So, I think Troutman's really an interesting guy. I mean, you talk about the tale of two weeks. I mean, I don't know what to make the Saints. They blow out the Packers, and then they get destroyed by the Panthers. And, you know, I mean, so what really are they? I, my hunch is that they're neither. You know, But Johnson's not someone I'm super interested in. Um... Heineken, Heineke's rather f- fantasy friendly and he mm-hmm. didn't hurt McLaurin or the crew all that much either. So, I mean, I think that's not as bad a situation as it might've looked to some.
0: No, not at all. I believe that was Terry McLaurin's best fantasy game of his young career. So definitely mm-hmm. did not hurt uh, Terry McLaurin at all. We saw JD McKissick with a larger role, uh, maybe more dump offs with Heineke versus uh, what we saw with Fitzpatrick. So that that kind of makes sense as well. Uh, Heineke, not a bad guy to have on your roster. Again, in, in those super flex leagues especially. Let's move to some guys uh, to look at this week. Uh, some of the same names that we mentioned. I think we talked about K.J. Osborne. Had a, had a good role in week one. Was the pretty clear wide receiver three for Minnesota. Uh, he popped again with another solid game in week two. Five catches, 91 yards, uh, caught a score, and, and most of those coming on that one Big play, but he's clearly the, uh, not only the wide receiver three, but I think he's clearly the third option uh, yeah. with with tight end kind of thin there. Do you think he can be consistent at all, or is it really still just Thielen and Justin Jefferson in that offense?
1: I'm warming up them a little bit. I mean, mostly just because of situation more so than player. I mean, they were a very high percentage 12 personnel team last year. Right. And I think they would be and would love to be if Irv Smith were there and they had tight ends, which they don't. Um, So they're playing Osborne a lot of snaps as a third receiver, which, you know, kind of by default. But what a handcuff he is if Jefferson or Thielen were to fall, though. You know, I mean, it's a pretty decent offense and... I mean he wouldn't thrive with a little more attention probably but he's in a really good spot so I think he's worth you know throwing a claim in at
0: Yeah it's it's a pretty ugly week for waiver wire overall yeah. uh in, in most leagues now obviously if your league is uh thinner fewer than 20 roster spots then you're going to have uh have many more options but in your normal 25 man uh, Dynasty roster, it, it it's pretty bad. Uh, let's let's move over to the quarterback position, and you talk about an ugly conversation. We saw some injuries in week two. Uh, Tua Tungavaloa in Miami gets hurt very early in the game. Uh, Jacoby Brissett came in and and just you know pretty much did what we saw him do in Indianapolis a couple of years ago. Even worse. Just,
1: I'm sorry to interrupt, but I mean that, that offense is historically bad against the. I mean. I, Mike Sando put something out on The Athletic today that it was like the lowest EPA offensive output in like the last 10 years or something. I mean, just ugly as could be.
0: Yeah, can't can't get anything going in the running game. Will Fuller's still out. Sounds like he will be back next week, hopefully. Not a ton of information yet about Tua and, and how much time he'll miss, other than it doesn't seem like there's a break uh, as far as uh, in, in that chest, rib area, so... Could have certainly could have been worse, but he, he looked really bad coming off the field. Looked like he was <laughs> definitely in a lot of pain. Yeah, I, I don't think, and I don't think even in a super flex league, uh, you can worry with with Jacoby Brissett. Maybe maybe pick him up if he's very cheap or if if waivers run in your league and he's still sitting out there, maybe <sighs> grab him. But I can't imagine starting him, uh, or or honestly, either of these other two guys we're going to look at. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, Houston Texans, uh, just the the bad luck for this guy, was was playing well, had his team in position to, to maybe steal another game. Um, and it suffers the injury, hamstring injury. Sounds like he's out a while as well. And um, Davis Mills, the rookie, comes in, takes over 102 yards, throws for a touchdown, throws one pick. He, he was bad as well. And, and really with this offense you can't you can't blame him Nico Collins, their rookie wide receiver, also went out so the, the, the options there are pretty much Brandon Cooks and and nobody else. Uh, and then finally another another young guy, Jacob Eason, coming in in Indianapolis uh, for the injured Carson Wentz. Uh, ultimately we found out Wentz had had somehow suffered, Two turned ankles or two uh, right. two sprained ankles.
1: <laughs> Usually one does the end, but hey, you know, he's a fighter.
0: Yeah, un- unreal. Another another guy w- with plenty of bad luck when it comes to injuries is Carson Wentz.
1: I don't know that it's luck. He may bring it upon himself. I mean, honestly, of all the quarterbacks in the league now, Wentz might be the one that I trust the least to stay healthy.
0: You know, I almost felt bad watching those games on Sunday because we had seen the injury to. To uh, and to Tyrod Taylor, uh, along with a couple of others, uh, Andy Dalton was was in and out of the lineup. Baker Mayfield went out for a while, came back in, and I'm the whole time I'm thinking I can't believe Carson Wentz has made it through this game. Their th- <laughs> yeah. their offensive line is is banged up. They're playing uh, this this strong defense, and and you know there there it went. Didn't didn't take too much long, longer. No. I, I, felt bad maybe i jinxed him but maybe you're right maybe he jinxed himself so jacoby Brissett, davis mills jacob eason even with a couple of these guys being being youngsters i'm not excited at all about adding any of them in dynasty what about you
1: no i mean mills looked totally in over his head and he didn't play that much at college and now he's got a thursday nighter and um I thought Taylor, I mean, he may even kill Cooks' value. I mean, Brandon Cooks looks great, and and now I'm way less excited for that stint. feel bad for Tyrod Taylor. I mean, first he gets his lung punctured by his own team, and then this, right when he's playing well. Um, Taylor's somebody I still am interested in, especially in Superflex, if it's not out too long. I want nothing to do with Eason either. I mean, all these guys for Superflex stash, I'm sure I get it on deep rosters, but... I can't start them or have any faith in them long-term at all.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. That's where I am as well. And and honestly, if you're in a deeper league, which most super flex leagues are, Davis Mills and Jacob Eason are, are probably already rostered. They're on a roster in most of yeah, my leagues. Yeah. Hopefully that's not my roster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right. A couple other guys I wanted to, to throw at you before we finish up uh, our waiver conversation. Peyton Barber uh, ends up, really leading the way among the running backs for the Raiders. Of course, Josh Jacobs missed that game. Uh, John Gruden has already said he is questionable for week three, Jacobs says. Barber rushes 13 times for 32 yards. Uh, Kind of a ho-hum effort. They, They get the win over your guys. Obviously, you were watching that game closely. Based on that, are you adding... Peyton Barber, on your dynasty rosters?
1: Nah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I was never a fan when he was, quote, good. You know, I mean, I never thought he was a great player, a real plotter. Right. Their run blocking and O-line was really bad. But they are a team that wants to run the football, and they don't play the Ravens and Steelers every week. So, you know, I mean, in a real pinch, I guess you could play him if Jacobs is out. But, man, I mean, that's scraping the bottom of the barrel.
0: Yeah, they do play Miami in week three, so Mm -hmm. um, a little friendlier defense. But also, you look at that game thinking it's probably going to be a low-scoring affair. Barber gives you nothing uh, as a receiver. That's all all Kenyon Drake's job there for, for the Raiders. So, I'm with you, another player I'm just staying away from. It's a bad crop this
1: week, as you said.
0: Cordero Patterson uh, scored twice for the Falcons, and honestly, I thought he looked better, maybe much better than Mike Davis. He ends up with uh, twelve total touches, uh, in- including five catches for fifty-eight yards. He he might be the number one target on on most waiver wires this week, showing how how bad it is. But do you think uh, do you think Patterson can really overtake Davis as the main running back in that offense? I think we talked about him last
1: week, and I just shrugged yeah. it off like, man, I, I'm done with this guy. I've bitten right. on I've bitten on this bait so many times, and I always get the hook, and it never works out well, and I end up in the boat getting filleted. I mean, I, I buy into this guy all the time. I think I might buy in, though, <laughs> again. I mean, he can catch the ball. He's unbelievably talented. That team's looking for people to give the football to, whether it's over Davis or in addition to Davis. I kind of am intrigued. I mean, I'm not spending a ton to get them, but I'll take a shot and I'll probably get burned again, but you know.
0: Yeah. I think that's where I am too. Of course, a big fantasy day, most of that coming as a result of those two touchdowns, obviously, but uh, that that's not happening every week. But if you watch that game, he was, he was a playmaker for the Falcons and and Mike Davis was anything but uh, a, a playmaker. So I I think we can probably expect uh, CP's role to continue to grow there in Atlanta. Um, Last couple of guys, just to throw out some names that I would look for. Again, if you're in a deeper dynasty league, these guys are on a roster already. Uh, But Harrison Bryant in Cleveland. uh, Man, Baker Mayfield and and that offense with, with the wide receivers out there making use of their tight ends. Harrison Bryant, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, all three playing. Those are the top three targeted players in the Browns' offense through uh, through two games. So it's kind of kind of weird to see three tight ends being atop that list. Uh, I like Harrison Bryant though, and then Albert O in Denver playing just behind Noah Fant and and honestly giving a little bit of a scare to those of us who have Fant on our rosters.
1: Yeah, deservedly so. I mean. Albert O is a talented guy that can really run and is more than just a big, fast guy. I mean, I I think he would be playing a lot of snaps in most places right now and needs to be on the field, and the Judy injury could help him a little bit as well. I like Bryant as a player, but he's too buried for me, where Albert O, I can at least see a path, you know, but it's not great, obviously.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about a couple of buys and sells for Dynasty Leagues.
1: All right, let me take a chance here. You know, A little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good, good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars and it makes a lot of sense financially or it's a hobby or whatever. You got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example um rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years so go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything you're looking for their catalogs extremely easy to navigate uh see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specs prices you prefer Uh, i mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how how did you hear about us box. They know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Folks, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. Uh, It's called Direct Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, whatever you want, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and the mess and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. Um, You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Thanks so much.
0: Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, we have talked waiver wire. Let's hit on a couple of quick uh, trade options in dynasty leagues. Uh, It's always a challenge early in the season because I think everybody kind of has the same plan where, uh, we're, we're buying the guys that are breaking out. We're selling the guys who are disappointing or, or maybe if you, maybe you're selling the breakouts if you don't trust them, uh, and, and buying those slow starters could go either way. But, uh, let's, let's talk about a couple of guys off to hot starts. I want to see if you're buying in before the price goes any higher. Let's start at the quarterback position. Jalen hurts in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't, we didn't talk about him a ton in the off season, but he was a player I was I was just uncertain on. I couldn't come up with what I really expected. We were still hearing the, the trade rumors involving Deshaun Watson and others. Uh, it just didn't seem like they were ready to commit to Jalen Hurts. Uh, we're two weeks in, and he is putting up some big-time fantasy numbers, just as he did to end last season. He's, he's certainly a quarterback one now in, in, in Dynasty, a top-12 guy. Uh, are you buying before the price goes up even higher?
1: I said many times on many airwaves that I didn't think Jalen Hurts would be the Eagles starter next year. You know that right. I didn't think he threw the ball well enough, and you know, his accuracy and his anticipation is not great. But he's better now than I thought. So I guess he's a hold for me. I mean, I can't go actively try to trade for him. And his supporting cast could be really good next year if he is, in fact— Back in Philly and, you know, they add another weapon with one of those first round picks and they, they could get pretty decent pretty quick. But I'm still not going to jump in the deep end after just two weeks.
0: That's fair. That's fair. If you were a doubter before, need a little bit more of a sample size. We're still talking about five NFL games that he has started and finished uh, week 14, 15, and 16 last year. And of course the past two games, all very impressive games, put up big numbers in all five. Uh, But I I still understand saying you need to see more also. Uh, This one, complete other end of the spectrum. We don't need to see more from this guy. We know what he is. Rob Gronkowski, uh, maybe the greatest tight end of all time. Maybe the greatest tight end in the game right now. That's that's probably a little overboard, but two touchdowns (laughs) in each of the first two weeks. Uh, and this this Bucks offense is is crazy. I, nobody nobody can stop it. At least uh, at least when they play these defenses that they have started with the first couple weeks of the season. Um, are you buying high on Gronk? Obviously, we're talking about a short term investment. Maybe he gives us one more year, maybe two. Uh, but but he's nearing the end, obviously, sure. of his career. He's already been at the end of his career once, and and has come back. How are you valuing Gronk right now? If you're a contender,
1: it's funny you brought up Gronk because I had a good conversation with my 15 year old who knows a thing or two. He's, he kind of has might have a future in this business. We were talking nice. about Gronk, and he had a great, um, you know, little blurb about him along the lines of, you know, Dad, this is this is really the first time Gronk has had an off season in a while to actually prepare for sports. You know, I mean, he wasn't. Was he a a, buck at this time last year even? I mean, they pulled him off the couch and had him block, and we know he's as special of a tight end as we've ever seen. And you think Brady will let him retire as long as Brady's out there? Maybe
0: not. So I think I'm in. I think I'm in too. We talked about this this topic on the DLF Dynasty podcast this week as well. And you look at the low-end tight end ones according to – dynasty rankings or dynasty ADP. And and it's a pretty ugly group right now. And and a lot of them are not even on the field due to injury. We're talking about Irv Smith being valued in that range. Uh, Evan Ingram still has not played through two weeks and guys like that. And when you're comparing those players to Grok, which you know what you're going to get, even if it's just for uh, the rest of the season or or maybe a couple more years, if you're a contender, right. If you're a contender, that has to be worth something. Of course, the the frustration is we should have seen this coming a few weeks ago when when Gronk and Brady and Antonio Brown were all a lot cheaper than they are right now. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: I mean, he's an every week starter until further right. notice. That has value, yep. right?
0: Yep. Uh, one more on on the other end of the spectrum, Josh Allen. Uh, slow start for him through uh, through two games. Are you selling? Are you moving off Josh Allen? Uh, no. No, no. <laughs> no. Are, are you are you pivoting? What if you can pivot to uh, to Lamar Jackson or to Dak Prescott?
1: I value Allen more than Lamar and Dak for Dynasty still, but they're okay. all they're all the same tier. I mean, right? If I can get either side of the equation, if I get one of them and I can pick up a second round pick in the deal as you know for fruits of my labor, I guess I might do it. But I think Allen's a star.
0: So not not phased at
1: all by somewhat of a slow start. No, too talented. He's made even in the Steeler game, he made some throws that were wow. I mean, the talent is just maybe that's just a scout of me being enamored with immense talent to yeah. move away from him, but it's immense talent.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. Uh, I've still got uh, Lamar Jackson ahead of him, so if okay. I can uh, if I could make that switch, I would uh, certainly have. Kyler Murray ahead of him. Yes. It, yes. It's tough to uh, it's tough to not oh, have no, Kyler wow. Murray yeah. as, as a as a top two guy right now. But outside of of those, I'm with you. I'm not not panicking on Josh Allen, but I hope hopefully he can get things rolling very soon. Matt, that's it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.